Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betch Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betch Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets group chat to help you process and laugh. At the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics, and laugh, 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 laugh. We will, dear, dear lady friends, what a bountiful harvest the news goddesses have bestowed upon us. I couldn't have even dreamed of of a greater bounty. Just absolutely magnificent. <laughs> but also, it's sixty degrees in New York, so it's a uh, good weather, but concerning weather. But you know, can't complain. I know, I know. It is one of those days where I was like, I was telling Bridget, I was like, take a mental health walk before it gets dark today because it's about to be a tough couple months. It's about to be tough. We need all the brightness that we have. Right. I mean, who knows? It could be weeks before we have another speaker or it could be about an hour. So, you know, who knows what we're in for? Precisely. As soon as we have a speaker, the weather will darken again. But of course, after three rounds of voting yesterday, Kevin McCarthy has still failed to secure the 218 votes needed to become the Speaker of the House. I will wait to go into all my little details because I think this is an event that most of us did uh, behold in real time yesterday. Just remarks on the scenes from January the 3rd, the first, the opening day of the 118th Congress. Sammy, what, what stuck out to you? Which scenes were, had you enraptured? <laughs> well, enraptured is different than just my general feeling on the whole thing. My True. feeling is that this is like the culmination of uh, what they've what they've done to themselves, and that is a beautiful thing to behold. Um, as Taylor Swift said, "Karma is my boyfriend." Karma, yeah, that's those lyrics. Um, and then, what really um, captured me yesterday was the fact that so they have no rules in the house right now. Anything can really go, and that has resulted in the fact that. The cameras in Congress are able to basically go wherever they want, whereas once the rules are set, they can't anymore. So, you know, the speaker will control what, you know, can be shown on C-SPAN and what footage can be shown. But for now, we're able to basically get like wide shots of the whole galley and watching the uh, House of Representatives interact just as colleagues in a very large workforce is fascinating because you're seeing AOC interacting with people who, you know, who she wouldn't. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you can see that she's actually like, you know, doing some, doing some negotiating there. Um, You know, you can see no one's talking to George Santos, which (laughs) he deserves plus more. Um, And it has, you know, Donald's Kevin, he, it is wonderful to see that he can't even get the most votes of all the speakers that are available. What you know, a like Hakeem Jeffries for Hakeem Jeffries. I really do feel like you could you couldn't ask for a better sort of like I mean he's been around for a while so it's not an introduction to the American people, but he had three moments 
where 200 people were fist bumping him. I don't know if you guys saw clips of like people brought their kids. I was thinking about those kids in there. Like what a dreadful memory of the Congress. Like why are we still here? But he was like the kids would get up and vote for him and get excited too. And they would be like, oh, can I do it next time? And it was just That's very, really- it was really marvelous uh, day. Yeah, I agree, Sammy. The people watching was really such a such an unexpected gift of all of it. Just to, and there is something about the way members of Congress talk where I find them quite easy to lip read. Like you really can, they're pretty pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Like they they use their hands a lot. Caitlin, what what um uh, what were you noticing yesterday? Um. Wow. <laughs> I was I was just noticing I, I think the, the most intriguing thing was honestly Jim Jordan uh going to nominate uh Kevin McCarthy uh amazingly wearing a suit jacket, uh <laughs> a thing that he virtually never never does. Important observation. Uh, yeah. Um but more than that, just the way that it was so very obvious that he wasn't it was it was honestly uh, there was like there was a certain amount of like either House of Cards or Game of Thrones energy, something of something energy <laughs> going on because it, you could see that he wasn't doing it for for McCarthy at all. He was very clearly making his own play for speakership right there to continue just to break that caucus apart. Um, and that to me was like the the like the most intriguing moment of the entire thing. Just watching him bald face, like say like we need to do this, and just like knowing that at no point was he actually talking about Kevin McCarthy in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> the premise of the SUP was has always been that you that politics is a reality show, and sometimes that reality show has like really really upsetting consequences, but sometimes it is truly just kind of purely entertaining like this. And this was better than a reality show. It was like live action with no foot, no editing, no delay, like with, and and there's no producer who's trying, there's no story Mm -hmm. editor who's like getting you to a particular end. It is actually like being determined live in with even less control than let's say like a sports game has, because that has like an end and a Mm -hmm. clear, you know, this could go or it could go in depth. This is like the three scary island episodes. I, oh, girl, I know. Yeah. I mean, like reading last night that like there are no members of Congress right now. You couldn't write that in Veep. I know it's still tired to say that, but the fact that like nobody's in Congress right now because nobody got sworn in. George Santos posted, "I'm so honored to be sworn into Congress." Congress motherfucker was not sworn into Congress. There's nobody to swear him in. But but he would say that no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> regardless of what happened yesterday. He's honored to be president. <laughs> he's honored, he's honored, honored. No, my favorite part might be the, the Matt Gates letter at, at this point to the architect of the Capitol. Because I can't Kevin believe McCarthy that's real. was really playing with fire. Uh, I saw that the night before the vote, he was moving his stuff into the speaker's uh, office. Tempting. Fate. And I was like, you know, you really, you don't, you know, you don't have the votes. So where, where is this coming from? He's just going to be like, fake it till you make it. It was basically just going to go a very, very colonizer mentality. We're just going to put the stuff in there. <laughs> Imagine having to tell the movers, like, turn it around, folks. It's, I can't. Oh, 
I mean, he's going to have to move his shit out, which is going to be so, I hope, I just, I, I almost want it for that alone, just so I can yeah. see the footage of him move, having to move his stuff out. But then I'm like, uh, who will be moving in? That's a big question. Right. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So where we are now is that, like we said, three rounds of voting yesterday. Obviously, it it broke historic precedent after he failed the first round. 19 Republicans opposed McCarthy during the first and second vote. Many of them voted for Jim Jordan, even after Jordan himself nominated McCarthy. And then hilariously, Kevin somehow did worse in the third vote with 20 members opposing him. I mean, it just got, it just got better and better and better as the day went on. Also, which was incredibly enjoyable, Republicans were openly furious at one another. Marjorie Taylor Greene, it seemed like nobody had informed her that this was like, part of the plan. And she uh, accused them of playing Russian roulette with our hard-earned Republican majority. I think she loves Russian roulette, though. She was freaking out because no, because a bunch of other people in the Freedom Caucus went to McCarthy and were trying to use this to try to get themselves personal okay. things that they wanted, like committee assignments or yeah. whatever it is they wanted, rule changes. And she was like ranting that like no one asked for anything for her. And it's like, you're supposed to ask for you, you dumb bitch. Right. Like, she was like, I didn't know we were doing this. Nobody told me we were doing this. Because no one likes you. I mean, this <sighs> is the end result of a of a party that yeah. does not respect math. You know, you don't respect math. You're not going to be able to get the votes to even have your speaker. That. It's like <laughs> – Some other um, barbs thrown around was another McCarthy supporter told his colleagues, you guys aren't interested in governing. No, sir, they're not. Well, another called the holdouts the Taliban 20. And then Matt Gates tweeted about that. Matt Gates is just having the time of his life. He was like, well, if what you mean by that is fighting until you don't give up and being victorious, then yeah, I guess we are. Yeah, there he's, he's identifying with the Taliban here. Some are saying whoever voted against McCarthy should be stripped of their committee assignments. Like Caitlin said, you got that letter to the Capitol architect saying that Kevin McCarthy was scotting in the speaker's office. I personally laughed out loud at an email going around uh, from Elise Stefanik's office saying that the pick up and go pizza and salad party was canceled <laughs> because it's just like you had the pizza and salad. It's just 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 spite, like just just send an email. I wasn't sure if it was real, but ho hopefully, hopefully it is. But what is this? What is this about? Why are the holdouts mad? Because is it because Kevin supported some moderate Republicans in the midterm cycle? Is it because they want real meaningful rule changes like Chip Roy is talking about? Is it to get attention, Sammy? What is this a uh, proxy fight for? 
I'm not even sure that they know. I don't think that it's yeah. about one thing for the whole group. I think that they all sort of are grand. For some of them, it's grandstanding. For some of them, it's you know personal benefits, like a rule change or a committee assignment. But I, I kind of just think that they, they. I don't even think they know. I think they just are like. I don't even think they understand the consequences of continuing no. to do this, and they don't care because they're none of these people are serious. None of these people came to Washington, tried to get elected so that they could be an elected official with any particular policy goal. And that's what happens when you have a bunch of those people who are just kind of like, I came to get lobbying stuff done. You're so right, because we talk about these idiots as one-offs. We're like, this this Republican candidate who said this got elected. And we talk about it on almost any other every other show. And then actually what that means is that there are hundreds of them that now are trying to run the government. This is where we are now. And like, this is the inevitable. This is the inevitable outcome. I think, I think like we were saying at the top, the reason it's so satisfying is because like, it's just so, it's such a neat path that they laid themselves for this. Like this was this was inevitable for them. Of course this is what happens when you do this. What is this what does this foretell for the next 2 years for you, Caitlin? Um well, I mean, to be fair, elections were November 8th and on November 9th when I saw that there was going to be a razor thin margin in the house, I predicted that Kevin McCarthy I do believe I phrased it as would be gargling his mouthwash with clonopin. But the point is is that he is in extremely, he's in an extremely tight space. And after, for for ages now, and this is going to be a real thing that's going to come up later this year, we are going to have a fight over the debt ceiling. And that fight over the debt ceiling is going to basically be held hostage again This has happened multiple times since 2010 when Republicans swept into Congress and they, as they've had control of one house or the other, they have generally tried to use uh, just basic government function as hostage taking to get what they want. And now they're using the speakership to do the exact same thing. And I'm kind of surprised that anyone is surprised. Because this is what was going to happen if you normalize hostage taking. It also is a reflection of the fact that for since 2010, a bunch of Republicans were swept into Congress, yes, but also state houses. And they gerrymandered the fuck out of those districts. And now there's no incentive for any of these people to do anything other than be the craziest version of themselves because they can't, they need to prevent anyone from running against them on their right since the district is basically unwinnable from a moderate standpoint. So there's no there aren't enough voters who will be like, um, please govern to care in any of these districts. Yeah. So they're basically bulletproof and McCarthy can't give them anything. You know, the stuff that they're asking for, like he's got no leverage left. He's already given them a kill switch to the speakership. Basically, any five Republicans at any point can just pop up and be like, uh, yeah, we, we want a new speaker. Like, yeah. that, that's the rules he gave them. 
Now, they, I, I think that at this point, um, I think Trump came out and said, like, everybody should vote for him or whatever. But I, I, I don't know if that's going to necessarily sway those he last did, but then people. Did he take it back or, or that was more recent? It might have been more recent. I, I did a quick check of Twitter because I am watching C-SPAN on mute right now, just trying to get a sense of what the hell is going it, on. It does conveniently always start. Yeah, it feels like, like you said, it's like they've casted a season of The Bachelor with people who just want to get become influencers, just become famous. They don't want to find love. They're not here for the right reasons. They don't They don't want to govern. No, they don't. They just – like Chip – you didn't know who Chip Roy was until yesterday, until everybody – I mean, we did, but the, now the people that don't know. I think that's why this the situation is so interesting to us watching who, who know what Caitlin said. is like he's offered them everything that he has. There are some of them that simply – there's nothing they want because they are not like – well, I really love to be on the education committee to help my community. They don't know. They don't even know what committees they want to be on. Like that's not. So it, it is seeming from this conversation that this is not happening for Kevin. So what's going to what's going to happen? Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're here to interrupt the normal podcast conversation with live updates of us watching the fourth vote for speaker. It looks like McCarthy might have figured something out, but there's a lot of votes to switch. I see. I'm like kind of watching it in the background, but I have no sound. So I don't know. I kind of feel like McCarthy would have to hand over to Scalise in order for that to work. True. Is there any chance? Like he's got to leave the race in order for it to work. So the question is, did he flip enough of his votes to vote president? Uh, Maybe. Well, I guess we'll see. With the first few letters, because yeah, we're gonna find out by, by we'll find out by D, D. whether yeah. or not he has the votes. If he loses five by D, where he's out, and we got to do this another time. Someone said something like, uh, "There's never been uh, once you go over three votes, no one has ever they've never actually decided it between votes four and eight. It's always been nine or more." So, like, once you go past three rounds, like, it ought to, like, for some reason, our Congress has never figured out how to elect a speaker on ballots four through eight. I think they're about to start. I think they're actually, like, about to start. Or no, someone's speaking. Oh, my God. He's going to nominate what's-his-name for speaker. He, he nominated Byron Donalds. 
I was wondering why the camera was focusing on him so much. Chip Roy is going to try to do an end run around him to have another black man nominated as speaker. So they can, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do. It's the, there's always just so much racism, whatever. (laughs) Oh boy. Who is Byron Donalds? He's, he's just a, he's a black Republican from Florida. So why is he pick wires? He nominating him just to like make a show. Yeah, it's all a show. It is all a show, but yeah, now I'm watching this speech where he's nominating him. Yeah, it's basically the Herschel Walker effect for Speaker 2, is what people are saying. But it's not going to work. I have no idea what's going on. He just wants to not have McCarthy. Basically. This is crazy. It, it, I mean, this is completely insane. There's only so many more times he can lose the vote, though. Are you Honestly. sure? <laughs> I, well, strategically, like, okay, so last time we went to more than one ballot was, what, 1923? Just to be clear, yeah. radio didn't take off in the country, didn't proliferate until, like, a year. Like, it was happening around the same time, but it was about, about I would say, 1928. You're looking at a, a country saturated with radio. So... Since mass telecommunications have come up, there's never been a multiple ballot vote for speaker. Every single one of the ones we're talking about is either 19th or 18th century. That's crazy. And they're... Where the the most communication was a telegram. We now can literally... Not only... You and I are not only on a call right now talking about this, but we are watching it on television while checking on it with the internet in our hands. There's only so so far he can go before he ends up being like, we have like three screens going right now. Like all of them on Kevin McCarthy. There's no way he survives this. If it goes beyond, like I would say five ballots, because at this point it's going to start, he's just going to be soaked in failure. And that failure is going to be so widespread, so known, so understood, no questions. (laughs) That, um, I don't know how he recovers politically from something like that. Well, what do you think about if he, they try to adjourn again? Because I feel that if they, he can get an adjournment after this, then he will go another day and then he'll. I don't see why Democrats would give him that because he needs 2018 to get an adjournment. They did it yesterday for him because they were all bored and wanted to go home. Also, right. because there was no, there's no downside. Like they were all, they could all win. But an adjournment after one vote, no way. They're voting again. Uh, McCarthy has twelve so far, and Jeffries has six. Zero for everyone. I am ahead on uh, of Sammy. He has lost two votes so far. He can afford another two. Uh, where is he in the? Um... He's seventeen. Jeffries is 11, okay. Donald's is 2, others is 0. What letter are they at? I can't tell. He can afford one more defection, and he's got four. At this point, <laughs> if any other Republican defects, he does not have the votes. Oh, my God. To become speaker. So then what What possibly has happened overnight? Like, Nothing. what did the fuck it's, did he, he do with his life? He can't do anything. Nothing. Like, that's the thing that was really striking to me was like, 
if these hardliners stay where they are because they know that they can basically what they want is to run the caucus they basically want control over kevin mccarthy and mccarthy being a spineless wimp can't offer anything more he's already given them everything the only thing he can do basically is step aside how did such a terrible negotiator become their leader because he was already in leadership that's a young guns question right like the three who were there uh canter was whip uh and then majority leader um who else it was canter paul ryan and McCarthy. And since he was already in leadership at a relatively young age, and he's the only one left now after Ryan flamed out as speaker, um, he was just glad to get out of Dodge. And McCarthy basically by default, because I can't see who else, but he has Scalise's whip. Like if he really wants to, he could, but in order to do that, he'd have to betray McCarthy. And the thing is like, Chronic backstabbing disorder creates a problem where no one wants to negotiate with you because they know that the moment your interest, it's in their interest to betray you, they will. And that's a problem that the Republican caucus has at this point. There's no trust between any of the members because each one of them is gunning for what they need or they want. And only a handful of them are necessary to throw the entire thing into chaos. Now, right now, McCarthy's at 30, Jeffries is at 24, Donald's is at four. He has not lost that fifth vote, which would make it a shit show. They're at C. I can now see They're that. They're at C. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's got plenty of time to lose this. What's interesting is that they have been doing this exact, they've been doing this, the Republican Party has been doing this for the past four years, let's say, since they stopped, you know, stopped winning majorities. And now you're just seeing what happens when they actually get a majority is that they can't even do anything with it because they've lost all sense of, of purpose Mm -hmm. in governing. It's, they don't, they just don't even, they don't even understand. We're still in C. Well, it's like Kevin McCarthy is a great example of somebody who has like bent himself in so many directions into such a strange orientation that now he's like, yeah, he's their only puzzle piece, but he doesn't fit anywhere. Like there's nothing anybody needs from him. He can't really benefit anybody. So they have him exactly where, where they want him. I will uh, let us all go so we can revel in Kevin McCarthy's ongoing humiliation and continue reflecting on it, on it tomorrow. We are so <laughs> close. We are in, we're at Clark in the alphabet. And so what, then they're going to do a fifth vote. Yeah. So right now I'm seeing 36 for Jeffries, 33 for McCarthy. Five for Donald's just now. Oh. McCarthy <laughs> is out of votes. On the mic. <laughs> wow. A fourth wow. round. A We're going to do a fifth round of voting. Round. There will, that, this is the fourth round. There will be a fifth round of voting unless. Okay, let's just make I a. Let's, I got to just make a live link where you can click and watch Caitlin react to because all of <laughs> I, I, should, should I just live stream? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. maybe. Use Twitter, use Twitter while you can. <laughs> you should live stream it. This is oh six. Oh. Six. I, my vision is okay. Really six going. for six Donald's, for Donald's now. now. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's start to see a flood because now someone's cracked that. I will die if it's more than twenty this time. It would. Oh, they're man. not be even so in the D's funny. yet. They're in the C's still. So, oh my gosh, oh, this magical, is delightful. Ma- magical. He's gonna lose All more right. votes. 
<laughs> Until the end of Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Amanda, we're going to have to stop the podcast too soon if you use that outro. Fair, fair. Until the end of democracy, which she has helped hasten, but hopefully gets out of the way. I'm Amanda Duberman for Sammy Sage and Caitlin Bird. This is the Duchess of Podcast. Gotta go turn on my TV. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.